Welcome to the Markets in Motion podcast, recorded June 5th, 2020. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today, we're talking about the China trade war, the civil unrest in the U.S., and the outlook for S&P earnings. The big things you need to know? First, the stock market's been more focused on the China trade relationship than the protests because the implications of the trade relationship are simply far more clear. Second, on earnings, we highlight how the rate of upward revisions, a gauge of earnings sentiment, is starting to improve, helping stocks for now by feeding the things are getting less bad narrative that's been driving the market higher. But we also reiterate our view that there's still risk lurking in 2021 estimates, which could be a problem for the market later this year. If you'd like more details, here's another five minutes. First, what recent developments in the U.S.-China trade relationship and the civil unrest in the U.S. mean for the equity market? The trade war with China was already coming back into focus before the civil unrest in the U.S. emerged. The performance of stocks with the most China exposure peaked and started to underperform in mid-May, as U.S.-China tensions began to heat up. In our conversations, investors have also been revisiting their trade war playbooks from 2018-2019. One thing we've been highlighting, in our review of earnings call transcripts from that period, the trade war appeared to be the biggest problem for consumer discretionary, industrials, tech, and materials. On the civil unrest, we've shared the market's confusion about what the exact implications are for stocks. Mass gatherings could spark fears about a second wave of the virus, but we're just not going to know about that for a few weeks. The bigger issue in our minds, actually, is whether the civil unrest will end up impacting consumer confidence. Consumer confidence never fell to financial crisis lows the way some industrial economic indicators did, and it has the potential to come under further pressure if we get a trigger. Consumer confidence was starting to stabilize in the weekly Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Time series before the protests heated up. We saw this in particular in some of the hardest hit regions like the West and the Northeast, and we'll be keeping a close eye on this data in the weeks to come to see if the stabilization persists. Moving on to earnings, we've taken our final deep dive into 1Q reporting season. This is something we normally do when most of the consumer results are in, as they are now, and use it as an opportunity to refresh our earnings model. Three big takeaways. First, the rate of downward revisions on the sell side is starting to improve, supporting the stock market for now by feeding the things are getting less bad narrative. After falling to 8% in mid-April, below the 10% low watermark usually seen in recessions, this indicator rose to 35% again as June began. The trend we're seeing in this indicator mimics what we're seeing in a number of industrial-related indicators, ISM and regional Fed surveys in particular on manufacturing, capex, and employment. For all of these, the revision indicator included, the levels are still pretty atrocious near financial crisis lows, but the rate of change is clearly positive. Second, bottom-up sell-side 2021 growth forecasts haven't budged much and still seem too aggressive. We continue to view the possibility of another wave of downward revisions as a risk to the market later this year. Bottom-up sell-side estimates for the S&P are tracking now at 125 for 2020, or this year. If the decline in 2020 EPS forecasts ends up being similar to 01, 08, and 09, we'd expect to see it fall somewhere into the 93 to 131 range, meaning the 2020 drop we've already had is right in line with what we'd expect in this kind of crisis. Now that's clearly good news for stocks for now, 
But the lingering problem we see is that 2021 forecasts have not been falling recently. The bottom-up sell-side 2021 consensus is still tracking at 163, and that's basically unchanged in the second half of reporting season, and it's also on par with 2018 and 2019. We think it will take longer for profitability levels to return to pre-pandemic levels. Finally, we have lowered our 2020 and 2021 EPS forecast to 126, which is a cut of 7%, and 149, which is a cut of 3%. 1Q earnings came in worse than we expected, due primarily to weaker GDP, weaker margins, and higher interest expense than we'd been modeling in. One concern going forward, in our own model, we are baking in an optimistic economic scenario, with a recovery that begins in 3Q and extends into 2021. This fuels our concern that bottom-up estimates for 2021 are too high because we've already baked in the rosy scenario and we're coming up with a lower number. We also don't like what we see from a valuation perspective. At 25 times 2020 EPS, the current year PE for the broader market is close to the recent peak again and above the financial crisis high of 23 times. On 2021 earnings, the PE is also at a lofty 21 times. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. Please reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.